Hi guys, good morning, night, evening, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Welcome back to Teachable Psych. So today is a bonus episode and I had the opportunity to interview my mom's friend. Her name is Katie and yeah, she's really sweet and I hope you guys enjoy the episode and that you have a wonderful day. Yeah. start by giving us an introduction of yourself wow sure like just in general well my name's katie um geez, uh, i have two kids uh i work full time at a hotel company um i worked there for almost coming up to 15 years uh what else you want to know like what, what? Like what? Other people? <laughs> I must not be the, your first choice in this. What other people have you also interviewed? Um. Well, I've also interviewed mom. Have you interviewed mom? No. <laughs> I interviewed my old school's um head of school, and then uh-huh. today I interviewed a professor from um Francis Maria University in South Carolina. Okay. So what's this project about? So. It's about learning how you can use psychology to help teachers um, teach and motivate students. And the mm-hmm. reason how I got this idea is before middle school, I wanted to be a teacher because I really liked interacting with kids and I really liked babysitting. And then I actually tutored a kid in Spanish and brought their grade up to an A. And then this past fall break, I went to my old school and I was a student teacher. Uh-huh. And I got to like be an assistant teacher and then... I was only doing it for a few days, but after, at the end of the day, I was always so drained. And I was like, right. I don't know how teachers do it for 30 years of their lives. Right. So, and then I'm really interested in psychology now, so I thought, what better way to, like, merge the two and figure uh, out how they correlate? Well, my major was in psychology. The surprise, I've never used my, the major, my major. Like, I never actually utilize it as a form of job or career. So... Um, I mean, it's great. I, do you want to be a psychologist? I mean, do you want to be like a psychologist with an MD and that's a medical, um, you know, profession or like in general, just like not as an MD? Uh, uh, I'm not sure like which specific position, but if I do continue with it, I'll probably get a doctor in psychology. Right, right. So you want to be a professor or teach, no? Or so you want to listen to people's problem issues? More no? like research. You want to mostly do research. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, shoot. I, that was a very brief introduction, but like, what's what's next on your list? Uh, so do you have any experiences with psychology and education you'd like to share? I think, um, you know, having, I think it's good communication, good feedback in general, but what's, what motivates people, especially in education, uh, especially in daily life too. So having that able to, ability to communicate to, um, to, uh, sympathize and to have empathy to see what the other people person is going to 
I think that's the one major thing, regardless if you're in education field or in any other kind of field. I think that's the most important. Um, you know, being sure we are all social creatures. We all want to be have that communication, have that open dialogue, and be accepted in in our uh, in our in our situation. Um, I think that is being the fundamental of how um, psychology works in everyday life, not just in education, but especially in education because. You know, teachers are fundamentally the most influenced person in a child's life during their development. During their development, in the various stages of life, correct? So, I mean, having that, having having a teacher that's empathetic, um, that's open to communication, and that respects the individuals' all form of background. You know their ethnicity, their you know cultural religions. They're just accepting of all background. I think that fundamentally will help uh, educate or have that um, special um, connection with the student that they're teaching. So. Okay. So, um, what do you think is the number one problem for teachers when they're trying to? motivate or just get attention from their students i think i mean like you said you you know you've you experienced that you were a student teacher you were dream imagine you were a senior teacher you were just imagine if you were a full-time teacher you know you know a teacher also got a life of their own too you know they have your dream can you imagine how the teachers feel with so many kids i mean in their classroom, they must be emotionally drained too. I mean, times that, times that. In addition, you know, they have, I don't know if they have proper background to support their, you know, their, um, their ability to teach, depending on economic, political, and social um, environment during in that position in the city they teach or in the, in the school they teach. So, I think the first thing is understand. I mean, the second thing is the stress of having so many teachers and so many students in one class. And I mean, it's just mostly, well, you know, right now the teachers often they are given a check checkbox to check off what's, and basically they're being graded on how each student performed in the class. I think that's a major stress too. So because everyone learns differently. And not everyone can learn just by, um, you know, going to class and listening for eight hours a day and study. Not everyone has, not every teachers and students have that capacity to come home and, you know, just do homework and study and have parents because everyone's different, right? Especially in the environment. So it's, I mean, yeah, that's the one thing that is just teachers are just they're so overwhelmed and they're so stressed. They're overwhelmed with not and stress with the limited resource they have, and they're overwhelmed with the students they have, in addition to limited resources, in addition to the political, social, economic background, environment that's causing what they're overwhelmed by the stress. So, so does your degree in psychology give you a different perspective on people? I think definitely, I think, um, 
being a psychologist, I mean, if you, I mean, not just a degree in psychologist, I think, um, you know, people are emotional creatures. So you see them as their, it's not just black and white. So I think, but also you understand, sometimes you also see the worst in people, and it's also that you see the best in people. So it's not just black and white. I mean, it's multi, you know, dimensional. It's in many facets of everybody's life. So it's just not, especially in today's world. I mean, it's, it's not just like A or B or C or D. So it's just multiple facets. So did learning psychology give you a different perspective on yourself too? Uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think uh, uh, because you see the many facts, it's kind of sometimes you see, you know, the, what the things people are going through and you realize, um, you know, there's so many stories, facets of stories to that one person. It just sometimes make you kind of, you know, it can either give you hopefulness or it can just sometimes really bring you down. Um, so, because you have to have a healthy outlook as well. So, um, if you, you know, if you study, if you major in psychology or if you major in any major and you're, you know, you're not open to open communication, you're just you're depressed or you just have some issues and that will, you know, that will, um, basically, um, have a result on your outlook in life. Right. So, uh, I think, especially that's why the teachers are so important in today's environment education system, because if you have a great teacher, you know, you can lift up the child, the child. You can just, if you have a great team that can motivate one person, you can, you know, that will, it will benefit the future society. If you have a teacher, you know, that's so stressed and they they feel so demeaned and they're demeaning in their work and they just, they feel like babysitters, it can actually, you know, influence another generation if they're not equipped with the resource they have to successfully teach this problem, the students. So you immigrated from China to the United States, right? Right, I did, yeah. Do you think um, coming from a different country and their standpoint on education gave you a different outlook on when you came here for school and when your children started going to school? Uh, well, I like your mom, we came here when we were teenagers, so... Um... I think education fundamentally being a good teacher is universal. So there's not like a, I mean, the basic form of being a good teacher um, in the education, in education field is having that, um, that open dialogue, having that, again, I want to, you know, go back to being, be um, empathetic. I think having a good teacher is having that. So regardless of what culture you're from, if you're empathetic to your students, then I think um, you will at least, can, you know, one of the traits of being a good teacher. Okay. Do you think, um, how do you think COVID impacted the education system for the past couple of years? 
Well, I mean, I think it has gotten worse. Uh, because, you know, like I said, people are social creatures. They rely on face on FaceTime, around that connection, seeing people and having you. So if you have a remote classroom where people are doing Zoom meetings, it's not really, you know, there's not really that much interaction right there. So, yeah. So you have two children, so did you ever run into any problems with them and the education system? Well, they're still very young. They're four and two. And like most uh, kids, you know, they're, they're, they're at home, they're not in daycare. Um, I try, because I work full-time too, so at home too. So I try to like at least make them balanced, um, at least give them some steady time. But because they're so four and two so young, and I don't have time to actually sit down with them and guide them, like, every, like, moment to moment, whereas, or as opposed to in the classroom, I mean, I just let them, you know, I got puzzles, books, um, get them to read and see, and then just go, I mean, color, and also, I mean, you know, because it's, this is the 21st century Netflix, I let them see Netflix, like, it's like, to, they like to watch Thomas, the engine, and then they like to see, um, watch, um, like, ballerina, um, different, and then they like to watch, um, Waffle Mochi, so these, um, cartoons and Waffle Mochi, um, they are able to let them actually educate the kids on different, uh, foods across the world, like, like corn, rice, mushroom, so, I like watching that, and then, um, I try to keep it away, them away from like anything that's um, like Barbie, Barbie-ish, you know, or something like that. So then I just watch Thomas the Train. Of course, I like to watch Barney, even though that's quite old. So that's how I, yeah, that's basically how I educate my children. Basically, through TV a couple of hours a day. So I read to them too. So. So the education system in the U.S. has been here around since the 1960s, and it hasn't really changed even until now. What do you think is the biggest problem with the education system? I think it's basically just down to politics. It's just, I mean, basically just politics. It's the funding. I think we, it's, if I think we do have the money and resources available, it's just the politics and lobbying of funding those resources to proper channels the education system and having a good, you know, like education, uh, I don't know who's the current education head is, but having a, a good, meaning uh, like I experience a good educated, um, department educational head person will be beneficial to all that from both parties that we can agree on will be beneficial for all. Um, students and for all education teachers slash field, but mostly it's just political. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you had any good or bad teachers that have made an influence on your life? Actually, you know, I've had a plenty of good teachers. You know, uh, as I think back, um, you know, the teacher that taught me English, 
because um, she was a very good teacher. She was very informative on how I shape uh, my view and about just life. Is that, I mean, when I first came to the United States, she was the one who taught me English, and she was the one who um, just gave me the culture, educated me on the culture, educated me on um, just in general. Because, of course, you know, being uh, an immigrant to the country, you know, your parents was trying to busy making money, and you basically just on yourself. Because I have no siblings, I was just just like your mom had some sister, but I, I was basically an only child. So, so having a teacher like that back when I was uh, coming to the United States, she was fundamental. Yeah, she was. Um, I, 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 yeah, she was. Uh, she made an impact in my life. So I had many, many good teachers like that. So. Um, do you, as society progresses, do you think the expectations we put on future generations for education are making it worse with like the results we see with grades and the stress that's put on it? That's a good question, right? Um, because uh, that's a very good question. I think, you know, the grades are important, but because but some people are just good test takers, and you are aware of that, right? Some people are just good test takers. They're not that they don't necessarily know the topic or the subject of what they're taking the test on, but they're just good test takers. So if you match someone with really good test takers and someone who's not, but they study really well, and you got on a on a on a college commission with the application. You know who do you think they're going to pick, right? And of course, they're going to pick someone with a high SAT score or has you know what plenty of tests taken. So I, it's just in order to build a better society, in order to um, basically allow others the chance to be successful, then it needs to apply to all parties, not just one single. It, it needs to look at all criteria. So you just have to give, if someone's not a good test taker and they work so hard, it's just like an interview, just like a job applicant. You know, someone has plenty of experience for a very intricate job position, as opposed to someone who hasn't, but it's a good worker. But on those two resumes, when they present to HR, of course, they're going to pick someone who has a good job and plenty of experience and not pick on someone who doesn't have the good experience but wants to do a job. So that person just needs a chance to be given an opportunity to let them perform at their best. So I think that's the most important thing. You have to give an opportunity to everyone who performs best. Um, and that's the difficult thing, right? Because the criteria are set. And on paper, when they present it, you know, A seem better than B. But then how does anyone pick B and give that B a chance to step it up and to have the opportunity to perform and prove? So that's a fundamental question, is to be given that chance for someone who is not a good test taker to be accepted to Ivy League school or to a top school. That's not comparatively like on their 
on their on their um you know grade point on their paper that's a less capable than whatever who's on the you know on the a side that has plenty of capability on paper whereas in real life they may not just because they're good test takers or just because they had enough resources in their lives to get where they are as opposed to someone who doesn't have that resources so basically it's giving the opportunity letting them have a chance to perform on their own to those who are less um advantage in life right because you really want to in order for society for economy for for a country to grow and to be you know at the grow at the best that everybody needs to join together everyone needs to grow not just one specific party or one specific category of people Okay, so for the last question, what's one thing you would change about the education system? I'm not a politician. <laughs> I don't. I mean, so many holes in that. I mean, there's so many things that can be changed. I mean, I mean, there's so many things that need to be changed. But mostly, basically, is you know the political environment. It's just it's. It's, everything is just so either you know blue or red. It's just having that. I mean, also because the you know primary education, secondary education, there's so many uh, there's so many good people out there, but because of the political situation, they may not want to be involved, right? And then. I mean, it's simply, I, there's, I mean, if I, I, I'm not a politician, nor am I a specialist in education field, but I mean, the first thing that we need to be changed is basically, um, I guess people need to go vote for their, um, so their city councilman or city councilor for education in the city or state or district. So. Okay. Thank you so much for giving time out of your day to do this. Oh, you're welcome. I know it's probably, you know, <laughs> some answers probably like, anyway. <laughs>